All right, so before we begin today's episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, we wanted to give a shout-out to our patrons over at Patreon. Uh, we have Nate Hansen of Hansen Screen Printing. Awesome, Nate. Yeah, this is awesome. We've been working with him for quite a while. We know him, so uh, really cool to have him on board. Uh, we have Lauren L., awesome, longtime listener. She really enjoys the show, listens on her way to work. Absolutely love this. Uh, we're, we're glad that we can give you some sort of distraction. We've got Andy Herbrand. Uh, Andy, you are a, a longtime friend, longtime listener. Uh, really glad that you're on board here, too. And then Eric. Yeah, Eric Sorry. Eric Sorry, my uh, cousin. Yeah, this is, fa- this is a family affair here, right? Yeah, the Sorries, man. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you all. And if you're interested in becoming uh, a patron uh, and a supporter of this show officially, Go to WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com and click on Patreon. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We are your hosts, as always. I am Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, today's episode is another piece of forgotten Milwaukee history. Uh, We are talking about the Third Ward Fire of 1892. Uh, Not to be confused with any other Third Ward fires that might have happened. (laughs) We're just going to focus on the one that happened in 1892. Uh, We also... uh, um, wanted to just go ahead and give a shout out to our, our Patreons again. Of course, uh, this whole thing just kind of happens because of them. We, they keep us uh, lubricated and, and well off. So um, so the, the Third Ward Fire of 1892, uh, an area that, Russ, you and I have been down there a oh, million yeah. times. What, Mater's, German Beer Hall, yeah. New Singers. I mean, we've been down there. Exactly. I've some, I got in some su- sauces or some dogs. And I, I had a couple of two tree down there. I so. had some suds and some pups, you know. Just uh, <laughs> classic Wisconsin stuff. So, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, you know, it, hey, if you've been to Milwaukee, you've definitely driven by uh, any of these different places that we'll probably mention uh, that probably didn't exist in 1892, but right in that same area. So um, we also have great Wisconsin music in this episode from Traveling Suitcase. We, of course, have another brew review and an edition of How Many Locos You At?, as well as a great interview from It's Wisconsin, Holy you know. smokes. So, uh, from absolutely. The, this is From the packed. pocket brat to cracking a beer with David Gruber. David I can't Gruber. wait to have those guys on. So. Yeah, this is uh, a, a jam-packed, phenomenal episode. Uh, stay tuned. This is, a, you know, this is one of those ones that you're not going to want to press pause. Or if you have to, that's fine, too, because then you'll just pick up where you left off. Uh, hey, as always, uh, we wanted to just also mention, hey... Uh, 
we really like uh, uh, all of you for or thank all of you for listening. Uh, if you could go on and like, rate, subscribe, review, all that sort of stuff, uh, wherever you choose to listen. And then if you could visit our website, and uh, while you're there, you can find all of our merch. You can find, like I said, Patreon before. Yeah. I mean, uh, past episodes are loaded in there. So if you just want to listen and, uh, and and hear some more Wisconsin drunken history, that's the perfect place to go is WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com. Yeah, everything's on there. And just a reminder, if, if you guys have two minutes, uh, if you could go over to our Apple podcast and uh, give us a five star if you love the show. And uh, if not, if you give us a low star, like we've had, a f- I think, what, three now? Two or three, I but think. Only a, yeah, only a couple. I think yeah. we've had two. But, you know, if, if you're going to give us a one star or a lower, um, if you could just tell us what, what we're doing that, you know, we can make the show better to make make more people enjoy it and make you enjoy the show as well. You know, yeah. I mean, you can't just give us a one or two star, right? Like you well, took the is, time to give us a one or two star. Like just right. explain why you gave us a one or two star. This, it makes sense, right? This would be like if your teacher gave you an F on a paper, but then gave no feedback or criticism. That is kind of what we're what we're seeing. You know, when we get these one stars, it's just a one star, and then there's no feedback or comments. Well, that's not helpful to us because we want to know what we're doing wrong or what we could be doing better. So. And, yeah, it doesn't hurt me internally or anything. It's just, you know, from I feedback. Cry. I You cry a little bit? I cry oh, okay. Night, yeah. I actually don't cry, but, you know, I, I love the feedback. I, I really want to know what we can do to make this more enjoyable for more audiences. We try to make it entertaining. Like, we have a break, obviously, with our music segment. We have some funny stories and, of course, a really good interview. So I think we're going to keep this format. But if there's something we can do to make it better, we, we would love to hear your feedback. So. Absolutely. All right. So let's go ahead and jump right in to uh, the Third Ward Fire of 1892. So as my co-host said, this is another early piece of Milwaukee history and took a bit of digging to find out as much as I could um, about this fire that occurred in the Milwaukee area. And there is a monument from the Historic Society, but like many of them, it is just a brief history and we wanted to give you the full picture, so here we go. In the evening of Friday, October 28th, 1892, at about 5.40 p.m., a spontaneous combustion occurred in Milwaukee in the Union Oil and Paint Company building, which is located on Milwaukee River on Water Street and Sound of St. Paul Avenue. Okay. So you know that area, right? Okay. Absolutely, yeah. So you, you get in the picture in your head? Oh, you get in the, get, am I painting this picture? I'm going to stand right at that corner okay. in my head. The fire started small and was not given a great concern in the beginning, but as strong winds began swirling from the west to northwest, the fire was being pushed rapidly east heading towards Lake Michigan and also moving south towards Erie Street. The fire was so large, it would be not be extinguished or put out until about midnight and became the city's most destructive fires. The fire ended up burning about 20 city blocks, 444 buildings, which at the time, due to the early city, they were mostly wood homes, so this helped with the combustion and just blazing just blazing chicken wings it was it was a hot fire yeah so 350 families which are equated to about 2500 people most of them being irish were left all homeless another 150 families suffered damage to their homes i mean it's unfortunate but also lucky that only five people died in this massive fire right Absolutely. and two firemen were crushed uh, by collapsing walls which is pretty unfortunate for the city of milwaukee so. yeah that's crazy and two women with heart problems would eventually um, have heart failure due to the overwhelming event that occurred. They lost everything, right? Yeah. It's, it's devastating. It is said that the fire was so large a bright and bright, it could be seen from Waukegan, Illinois, all the way north up to Sheboygan. Uh, fire departments arrived by rail from all over to help assist the Milwaukee Fire Department, including Chicago, Kenosha, Sheboygan, Racine, and Oshkosh. 
due to the rail lines being slower and not as fast as today's, all of them were pretty much too late, and uh, they didn't right. really make a dent in the you know with the massive destruction which was occurring at the time. I mean, right. those trains are maybe traveling you know. 30 miles an hour max, I was max, just going to say, you know? like 15 it's, miles an hour, maybe. And you're coming from Oshkosh, Chicago. That's a pretty good distance That's to travel. That's a really long distance. The, the night was cold October night, and many of the people were left homeless. Um, some would seek refuge at the Third World's, the Third Ward School, the Cathedral of St. John the Evangelist, and the Old St. Gall's Church, all house families of the Irish overnight. Many of them stayed with family, friends, or relatives, and Milwaukee City Hotels also provided shelter in open rooms that they did have open. Many received meal tickets to restaurants and clothing just to get by. There were some donations that began to roll in from all over Wisconsin and Illinois and provided expense money to some of the families. Relief committees were established in the city for those who that lost their place of employment in the fire and uh, the city. And several hundred people no longer had jobs by the end of this day, right. which is just crazy. I mean, a fire that large, I mean, can take down... Uh, you know, just about everything around it. And they, this was a, a total spontaneous combustion. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, just crazy that, you know, and then they can't extinguish it. So it's just blazing and blazing and blazing, taking everything, you know, anywhere in its path. And yeah, I mean, you're going to have have death and destruction and job loss. And it's. Yeah. A lot of these families didn't have much either because they're Irish immigrants. Horrible. Yeah. I mean, like they're barely getting by the way it is. And this is know, 1892. So. Can you imagine if anybody had burns like burn victims? Right. That's over, man. They yeah. don't have skin grafts and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So to deal with the insurance issues for all the buildings, Milwaukee also set up a committee to help these businesses and people deal with the insurance companies. Because let's be honest, even today we know insurance companies are some of the greasiest people you deal with in your life. Certainly can be. Certainly can be. And a funny story is like my dad always tells me about, you know, the people you need to avoid and the greasiest people you're going to deal with in your life, including lawyers, insurance, car dealers, pawnbrokers, and not, let us not forget the entire medical industry we have today grease add strippers to that strippers too yeah oh of course grease balls unfortunately only roughly 10 percent of the people who are affected did have some sort of fire insurance and due to no one having the income to rebuild and also an event that would not come much longer the depression that occurred in 1893 also known as the financial panic of 1893 places were under pressure to start designing as well with more fireproof methods such as adding bricks to homes to make them more fireproof which would double the cost of creating a new home so these people just didn't have that kind of money to throw bricks down. of course yeah and of course in a traumatic experience there are always someone willing to exploit it and some of the business leaders in milwaukee did not want people to rebuild in that area anyways they thought the area provided excellent water and rail lines and the area should have only been shipping and warehouses located in the area so, of course, you're going to have someone that's trying to benefit from some terrible disaster. Always Well, happens. right. I mean, that's, all, that's always what happens. All these issues cause more than the majority of residents to not rebuild in this area. And many of the Irish would move west to the Irish Torrey Hill neighborhood across the river and increase the Irish community of Merrill Park. The churches in the area, including Holy Rosary and St. Matthew's Church, saw attendance rise by the hundreds in standing room only, as many wow. of the people were Irish Catholics. That's crazy. Isn't it? And others of the Irish would move into the suburbs, thus helping develop areas like West Dallas or West Alica. What are some of the other names? Dirty West Stale. Stallion. Stallion. Yep. I love West Dallas, honestly. It's so I would fit in there because I like I would rock a mullet and pit vipers there, and just hang out. There are decent areas of it. So 
so again, the developed areas like West Dallas, South Milwaukee, and the Cudahy area, which we're familiar with. You're you're pretty close to Cudahy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're not we're not too bad. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty close. And the fire was so devastating to the Irish population that the Italians in Milwaukee would become the largest population in the third world third ward area. But the population didn't did begin to dwindle. And today, all the warehouses that were located in the area, most have been converted to condos and apartments and even some new construction. And we talked about the Blatz episode. A lot of the Blatz buildings were in that area, some of the warehouses. Yep. And they actually were converted into apartments. And you can actually go see them today. You still have the Blatz stamp on the outside of them. Yep, so, yeah, yeah. And the neighborhood thrives today. And it's one of my favorite places to, vi- uh, to visit, to be honest. Um, Whether it's playing Hammerschlagen, Oktoberfest, Drinking a couple brewskis, getting a pretzel at Mater's. I mean, oh, absolutely. I, lo- I love that area so much, and it's one of my favorite places to party. It's it's nice because it's you're a step away from Water Street, but you don't have that grease of, from Water Street. Yeah, I mean, like to me, I'm I'm a little too old now for that frat boy, you know, polo. It's khakis. disgusting. It's I'm in sandals, right? Sandal socks, polos, and all the shootings that have happened recently out right. there. It's just it's ridiculous. But yeah, that's going to conclude that main segment. But uh, Eric, did you have any thoughts on it? I mean, it's it's kind of a devastating event that's not really well known in the Milwaukee area, and I right. wanted to shed some light on it. There's not a ton of information out there, which is why I kind of had to sum this up to get a standard episode. Well, and I was thinking, you know, as we were talking, we were talking about the, you know, the the rail lines that had to bring everybody in from you know north and south. But I mean, what uh, we're right next to Lake Michigan. Right. Could that not have been taken advantage of somehow? I mean, I know that this is 1892, not 2021, but like uh, still just a thought in my head that, you know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the the, the, the carriage wagons that were, were they had like a, um, a a pump on them, like a hand crank right. pump. So a lot of them didn't have this cool technology. I mean, like uh, motorized pumps didn't come around to like the turn of the century. Right, so, like sumps and stuff. Yeah, like sumps. So, I mean, it was like wagons and horse carriage with, uh, you know, a cran crank pump on it. Right. So it didn't have like a fire truck loaded with 20,000 gallons or whatever, you know. It's yeah. it's, it's pretty unfortunate for the city, but uh, the area is really awesome now. And if you get a chance. It's thriving. I mean, it is. In, it's in one fact, of my favorite areas to go to. I know, uh, you know, the, the pandemic kind of ravaged most things in the service industry. So, of course, there's restaurants that have closed down. And Third Ward has always kind of been one of those areas where it's a high turnover. You're going to go, and then a few months later, you might go, and that, that same restaurant that you were just at a few months earlier might not even be there. Um, but typically, it's not because the restaurant you know, failed necessarily. It's because they're switching up what they offer. Uh, they'll have a you know a fine dining restaurant that does small plates called Swig, but then you know in a, in a year or two or whatever that maybe that's just not the 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 new hotness, and then they put in like a sushi restaurant or yeah, something. Yeah, and I mean Mater's kind of did pretty well. I mean they had kind of a takeout service. The German beer hall's a staple. That's not going anywhere. And yeah. of course, you singers they've been around for a long time. They're not going anywhere yeah. either. And a little funny story about the um, German beer hall. It's it's one of my fa- favorite places to go. Like I said, downtown Milwaukee. And uh, one night when I was single, younger, um, I was going to school and uh, I met this like really awesome teacher down there. Nice. And I almost did. She was like way older than me. Right. But it's really cool sitting at the bar and talking with her. Like she's pretty smart, you know, yeah. like, like I am. So it was kind of a cool thing. I mean, nothing ever came of it, but it was just one of my favorite nights of my you life. You meet a lot of just really uh, uh, interesting people, I'll say, from yeah. all walks of life. You're not going to get the frat crew. Right. You know, you're going to get the people that are probably working, you know, maybe a little older sometimes. But yeah, it's one of my favorite places. I used to have a Stein in the Stein Club at the German Beer Hall. 
Oh, so nice. I know the area pretty well. Drank a lot of brewskis there, some big, tall boots, you know, a couple shot skis here and there. I mean, but, I don't think anybody expects any less of you. No, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's I look like a German beer. Like, if I were the, a bar, I'd probably be a German beer hole, right? <laughs> you got those muscles from lifting steins, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's where I get my The columns. old stein curls. <laughs> couple, two, three in the hand, and one, <laughs> two. But, yeah, that's going to include our main segment, and now on to our music segment. All right, so as promised... We have another music segment uh, packed with uh, instruments and uh, and musicianship from right here in our own state. Uh, today we are featuring the Traveling Suitcase. Uh, we somehow landed on the song Hurricane, uh, although there are just a number of other really great ones that you could uh, uh, easily have picked over this one. They're just all so good. Yeah. I, so I had to reach out to them and uh, I was talking to them a little bit and they're like, we don't know what song to give you. Uh, do you want to go in and kind of take a look? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then it was another one where I like, I went through like a whole discography. I settled on hurricane because I just really liked it. But the Traveling Suitcase is a uh, three-piece rock out- outfit um, from Oshkosh, Wisconsin, with roots in like the classic rock. They got like the really melodic bass lines in there and stuff. It's yeah. just it's just a really good band, and you can kind of tell like some other things. Maybe my morning jacket a little bit in there. Oh, I sure, got a little sure. bit of feeling in my morning jacket. Yeah. Um, I just I really love them. I love that they're from our state, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. The Traveling Suitcase. Yeah.
once again, that was Traveling Suitcase, and the song, again, was Hurricane. Uh, again, I mean, honestly, it's just one of those bands that y- 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 you can't pick exactly the, the one to, to feature. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you go out there and you search up Traveling Suitcase and, and you find out that they're your new favorite band because the music is just so damn good. Uh, the musicianship, like Russ said, I think a, a little bit about the that sort of bass guitar with the bass drum really driving that rhythm. It's just infectious. It feels good. So uh, we're going to jump right into our beer segment here. We have a beautiful beer uh, oh, yeah. that we, uh, you know, we had a chance to pick up a growler. We, we had it at the, yeah, the brewery as well. We're, this is Broken Bat. Uh, Broken Bat Brewery. Um, it is right downtown in the... Uh, Fifth Ward slash Walker's Point area, almost into the Third Ward as well, uh, fitting, right? You can uh, definitely notice the building of this one because there is baseball stitching on, right on, on the, the side, side of the right. building. And it's right across the street from 88.9 and uh, the Collectivo there. Uh, what a beautiful neighborhood. Uh, and then you slap a really cool brewery like that in there, and uh, you can't help but have you know just a, a blast because the brewery itself they di- they have like a baseball field inside. Oh where yeah, you can play you can stick s- ball. You can smack some balls around. So what what do we got here? It's a yeah. pineapple milkshake IPA kind yeah. of thing. So we're drinking the Beach Ball, which is a milkshake, um, pineapple milkshake IPA. Um, coming in at seven point two percent ABV. Um, up front, you're getting the the pour that we got is like a golden brown color. Yeah. Not a lot of head on it, which is nice because it's kind of an easy sipper. There's not a lot of, there is carb, but not overwhelming carbonation right. on this one. It's really smooth, really yeah. smooth. And you're getting a lot of the citrusy flavor from that pineapple coming through. I And it's just one of those refreshing beers on a summer day. I mean, this yeah. one hits home. And they do actually offer this in cans. I have not seen it in the stores by us, but I'm sure around Milwaukee. Yeah. They, and the can's awesome. I mean, it's, it's beach ball, right? So you got like a yeah. summer feel to it. There's like a... Uh, baseball player on it hitting a beach ball instead of a baseball on it. You can't miss it. It says beach ball on it, Broken Bat Brewery. Yeah, and who hasn't hit a uh, beach ball with a oh, baseball bat? Oh, yeah. So I've smacked one of those Yeah, suckers. I mean, it's fun to hit oversized balls with a baseball bat. And honestly, it's just kind of like that, that summer beach party feel to this beer. And that's what I'm getting yeah. right off the bat. You're getting the hints of the IPA, right? right? You're getting a little bit of that bitterness, but you're also getting that sweet edge from it's the milkshake. Re- exactly. Yeah, that's that, what I was going to say was the... That heaviness that you're feeling is uh, uh, not from the IPA feeling. It's from that lactose of the milkshake, uh, and it, it's it's a, a good, it's a really good beer. I mean, it's just a, a solid drinker. Uh, again, it's like you said, it's it's really smooth. It's not that you know, it's not overly carbonated or anything. So it just. Um, it's an easy drinker. Yeah, I mean, this one, like, for the uniqueness factor, I think this one gets some stars from my Oh, book. it gets points, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to pineapple and grape, I'm a pineapple grape guy. Those are probably my two favorite fruits. Absolutely. Mango is up there, too. But this one, like, hits home. I love this thing. I really hope I can find out what stores have it, if it's coming yeah. to distribute close to me. I know in the 262, they probably have it, but I don't know about the 608 over by me. I'm so. not sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, again, it's a... Uh, um, if you have a chance to go down and see the the brewery itself awesome. and grab a couple of growlers or crawlers, uh, that'd be even better. Uh, have a couple safely in the in the tap room because it is an awesome tap room. It's very. It's good. one of the biggest tap rooms. Uh, tap rooms I think I've seen. Yeah, and um, you got all this baseball memorabilia, bobbleheads yeah. in there, and it's oh, just the bobblehead museums right across the street too. Yeah, it's really close there. You got the radio station too over there. Eighty-eight which, nine. Eighty-eight yep. nine. And yeah, it's just one of my favorite breweries I visited. Um, they're just they're really nice people. 
um, we didn't really get much of a tour when we went because I think it was just they showed us the back room, the really cool brewery. There that was they had. A lot, uh, some construction going on too. They're, yeah, they're and I understand adding that. and expanding and exactly. And there were some balls being hit while we were there. There's some people. Somebody was back there smashing, smashing balls, balls, man. And yeah, I mean, they got really cool memorabilia. They can watch any game there. It's just like a really comfortable setting, kind yeah. of. A cheers feel like everyone knows your name. You could, it's really nice people. You could so. take a, a pretty sizable group there too. Uh, I mean, there the the table that you and I were at was like a Huge. table for about it's like a VIP twenty twenty or twenty five people, and uh, just kind of over in the back corner. But you still got like three or four TVs within view, massive oh, yeah. TVs. You're over by the bathroom at that point too, which yeah. is even better. And all the bobbleheads over there. So I recommend, hey, if you can't find this thing in stores. Don't worry because you can go downtown and have an absolutely you know awesome time, uh, and and again it's really close to like the Summerfest grounds. So if you're hitting up Summerfest in September, check this out. Yeah, I agree. So remember, this one was the uh, Beach Bowl Milkshake Pineapple IPA. Make sure to grab it, check it out uh, wherever you can find it, and that's going to conclude our beer review. Grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many locos? All right, folks, you know what that means. How many locos you at? That sound <laughs> you is... You know what it is. It, it cues up all of the wild, wild, cool stuff that uh, we experience in the loco segment, as we call it. Uh, this one is especially greasy. It's pretty It's pretty Wisconsin, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's just be honest about this one. I, I like this one yeah, a lot. I know. We joked. We were like, uh, wouldn't that be funny if we could just type in and Google um, Culver's DUI? And guess what? There's if there a is a real them. thing. <laughs> There's a few of them. So the the headline here of the article is man arrested at Culver's uh, drive through for a seventh OWI. Cripes. So it's already starting very, very cool. Uh, a man was arrested for drunk driving after he pulled to pulled up to a Culver's drive-thru and scraped his car along the side of the building. Oof. Now, we all think about that. I know that when I'm, I'm driving into the drive-thru, in my head immediately is like, I could accidentally get a little too close here and get excited about getting a cheeseburger or a taco and accidentally scrape the whole side of my car or knock my mirror off on those uh, big concrete pillars they got. Uh, but this guy... Really did it. Yeah. So uh, this individual is 56 years old. He is facing charges for operating while intoxicated. Uh, officers say that this is his seventh Siete. OWI offense. Holy smokes. I, what was that? Spanish? Yeah. I like it. Uh, keep doing that. Uh, <laughs> if you could do the whole podcast in See. Spanish. <laughs> You've been spending a lot of time down in, in Mexico. Mexico. I've been down there nonstop. My Spanish is pretty damn good at this point. You're so. getting there. Yep. You'll be, you'll be ordering... Uh, off the 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 taco menu, uh, yo yo fuego culvers, dude, dude. So that's the language of love. Yep. So uh, this incident happened on a Friday night at uh, a Culver's on East Town Boulevard. Uh, police say that an employee smelled alcohol on this guy's breath, and then instantly called for help. He knew exactly so, what to do. So he had he had the smell of alcohol. He must not have got a butter burger down his hell throat. no. So he didn't get any of that scent soaked no, up. No, so, he okay. smashed his car into the side of the building. The and, cheese curds grease wasn't helping. He didn't get anything. Okay, for it. So uh, the uh, Culver's staff brought this individual a free scoop of custard in an attempt to keep him from driving off. That's a deal. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> So the employee said uh, that the, the guy joked, do you have any Bloody Marys in there? Jesus. 
dude, you're gonna get arrested now, and you you have no no idea. You just smashed into the side of a building, and you're hammered. You don't even think for a second that they're calling the cops. Can I get a Bloody Mary in a basket? Yeah, can I get a Bloody Mary in a scoop? Um, what a fucking idiot. Um, when, I guess when the police asked him if he had been drinking, he replied, four, or five, four of five beers, I'm not going to lie to you. Well, at least he's truthful drunk, right? He said four of five beers. Oh, not okay. four or five. Four of five. Four beers. of five. I'm finishing the fifth one right now. He's it's in progress. He's currently working on <laughs> the it. The fifth. Um, really? I mean, it just uh, uh, what a what a unique uh, story, I guess. So, um, what, was the bail site at 200 Scoopy tokens? <laughs> <laughs> a couple, hey, we need a couple Scoopy tokens if you want to get out on bail. So, <laughs> this guy. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this. We know he's a uh, four or five deep, 50, 56, he's... four or four of five deep. So we don't actually have like uh, a, a blood alcohol, um, no. but we know he's a veteran. He's an older guy. We know he's gonna get. Uh, he's joking around, so he's not like incoherent. You know, right. he just he was so excited about his curves, and he forgot that he had some liquor in his system. That he, he hit just the side. he just kept turning left, like and, and didn't need to anymore. You know, um, yeah, I think in in my opinion here, I know we don't have a lot to go off of, but I, I feel pretty confident with yeah. where my where my guesstimate is. Uh, again, like you I, said, he's probably right over the limit. He has some tolerance, yeah. you know. He's probably right over the limit. I'm guessing. And so I, I don't trust him when he says I'm at four of five beers. I think he's at like five forty-five beers. Forty-five um, beers. I he's mean, been going hard. I mean, it was an all-day thing. Because he's, he's fifty-six. Hey, it's probably like he's working outside, got hungry. He's like, I'm gonna go drive after I've been drinking right. while working outside and this is, all day. This is a Friday night. I yeah, mean, yeah. Who knows, you know, where you know, is he coming from work? Did he have the day off? Oh, yeah. You know, so well, that makes it even more exciting because he, you know, at this time of the day, he probably just got off work. So he must have been drinking in the parking lot before heading home. So, he, yeah. So, or it's one of those jobs. Maybe he, he holds one of those jobs where it's uh, socially acceptable to drink on the job. Yeah, I guess. You know, so, hmm. uh, I, I, you know, like I said, the limited information that we have, I think I've got somewhere. I, uh, I got a good number. range. So, um, why don't, why don't we just, well, we always do it on three. Why don't we just do it on three, you know, and, and just shout it out as, uh, as we hit uh, three. Sure. So let's do it. One, two, three, eight local. Oh, fuck. I forgot to say mine. Okay. What were you thinking? But it was also eight, eight local. Yeah. So we, at least we concurred on this, you know, because what? you can still function at a decent level, uh, you know, and, and be somewhat coherent after drinking two full cans of four loco you're not going to be your best self and you're probably going to you, you know overturn you're going to get a DUI you're going to overturn in a drive through <laughs> yeah. which is very easy you know it's a it's not a difficult car maneuver it's just a slight left and then you just got to not keep going left and this guy failed he yeah. fucked up so, so scoopy's really disappointed in this guy that mascot yeah um, yeah he's, he's not happy but yeah, we'll, and Craig Craig Culver he's is not, not happy, happy at either. all. Yeah, yeah, he's he's banned. He's, I would be. Yeah, I was just going to say banned. I wouldn't even be shocked if this fifty six year old gentleman uh, stops getting Culvers at the age of fifty six forever. Yeah. And this is just a little news flash from Eric and Russ in the studio. Make sure if you want to get some, you know, if you're getting drunk and you need some food, DoorDash. There's so many things you can use now to get food. Right? Absolutely. Like, that's There's a, so that's many, a, like you call, like maybe it costs you a couple bucks more, but save you a thousand dollars in the actually, DUI, right? That's a fantastic point because I, so I've never used DoorDash or, uh, 
Uh, what are the other, other food ones? Like ones? Eat Fresh, eat, yeah. uh, other, other things like that. So but... I've never used one of those services, and the the reviews that I hear from from coworkers or friends that have is that sure it saves your life when you're when you're, when you're hungover drunk. or drunk, and you don't want to make that move because you know remember, even the next morning you've got to hang for a while before you're ready to go. Yeah. You know, you might be awake and it might be 8 a.m., but your body still hasn't processed that alcohol. So, you know, be safe. Get, get uh, you know, any one of those t- food delivery services. And, yeah, like you said, it's going to be a little more expensive. You might pay 20 bucks for a, uh, a butter burger. But right. But that's going to be the best $20 you ever spent because guess what? It just saved you a trip to jail and saved you like thousands in fines and lawyer fees and, you know, this shit on your permanent record. Uh, just be smart about it. Seventh OWI's prison time. So. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. So Eric. King, so uh, eight, eight local. local. Uh, this is absolutely a gavel moment. All right, today we're here with Stan McGrath from It's Wisconsin, you know. Uh, before we start, okay. before we start, um, can we uh, David Gruber a beer here? Yep, all set, you guys. All, all right. Oh, yeah, we Let, got him. Let's do her. Here we go. Give her hell. All right. All right. Here One, we go. two, three. David Gruber. <sighs> Woo. Right on. Wow. That'll wake up in the morning. Woo. I'll tell you what. That, that is the best way to wake up. This is the best way to start a podcast Folgers, interview. <laughs> Folgers doesn't have anything on David Gruber. No way. So we just wanted to ask, uh, how did you uh, get your start there in uh, comedy? Well, uh, a couple years back, uh, my buddy just got a camera, and he's like, hey, Stan, you want to star in some videos? Do you mind if I just fill me a drink? And I was like, yeah, just go ahead and, you know, a couple <laughs> years later, here we are. That's so awesome. I love every video you guys have. I pretty much regularly watch them, subscribe. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I love everything. And uh, we got we got to ask we got to ask you, um, are you guys going to be marketing that uh, pocket brat anytime soon? Oh, we, w- we would definitely like to, but uh, we just got to wait for uh, Johnsonville to give us the green light. And, uh, yeah, we'll hit the road and hit the ground running and, We'll market the, you know, the heck out of it. Absolutely. And that's what better way to enjoy a brat than to uh, just have one on the go and and, and always on the ready. You never know if you're going to get hungry. Exactly. You know, pocket brat's always the solution. Right. I mean, you go go in the milk a cow, pocket brat. Yeah. Mow the lawn, pocket brat. Yep. You better believe I, I'm I'm going to carry a couple of those. You know, you're at a Packer game. They don't. They're not checking through. Well, right. So. That doesn't show up on a on a you know metal detector. So you're good. Right. Yeah, you can always tell them it's just you. Hey. And- yeah. Exactly. Is that a brat in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> That's what I was just gonna say. Yep, yep, you caught <laughs> me. <laughs> you got me, bud. <laughs> and so we were gonna ask too. Uh, when it comes to Quick Trip, uh, do you have a sandwich of choice? I know for me, it's always the uh, or mushroom, a snack, the mushroom Swiss. Yeah, but. Holy smokes, that that's a that's a solid choice. But uh, you know, I'm a sucker for deals. So whenever I see that two for two twenty two deal, you know, yep. got to get that. And you know, I always throw either a roller bite or an egg roll in with that. And you know, I'm set for a little while. You're a, you're a savvy shopper, and that's one reason that we really like you as well. Because you know, you don't want to be overspending 
because you still got to have money for, you know, uh, all the essentials, you know, milk, eggs, cheese. <laughs> yeah, that and uh, beer, you always got to keep the beer fund, uh, you know, plentiful. So. Exactly. The two for 222 is the way to go. They just had the ribs this morning. I was like, Ooh. oh, my goodness. Dang. <laughs> I might have to stop back out today. Oh, please do. You're I stopped gonna. this morning, uh, cranked <laughs> down a couple of breakfast burgers, and I got the two for 222 sitting a in the car. A clutch energy. A clutch energy. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> and then you got to get a Pedialyte for the day after. So Of course. <laughs> for your health. Yeah. And so we were going to ask you, uh, what, what kind of stuff do you got in the works that we need to keep an eye out for? Um, I guess. Any uh, making fun of Chicago stuff? Yeah, we always got to spread the hate for them. So, uh, <laughs> right. yeah, we got We've been working quite a bit on our uh, merchandise, and uh, might have a couple shirts uh, coming out pretty soon, awesome. and possibly uh, some uh, playing cards so you can uh, drink with you know some you know playing cards. Oh, great! Play a couple games of euchre. Yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah. I can't wait. And, yeah, we'll pick up some of those shirts to rock in the oh, studio yeah. and uh, show them off. Yep. Play Circle of Death with those cards, too. Yeah. Anything a little, uh, maybe a little throw it back and do a little goldfish, but uh, more Ooh. of an adult version goldfish. Yes. Oh, it's a good one. Never heard of it, but I want it. I'm going to play. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. And so before we let you go, um, Stan, uh, we got a few questions to find out. Uh, how Wisconsin are you there, guy? And uh, are you ready to participate? Heck yeah, let's let's do it. All right. So, what do you consider to be uh, up north Wisconsin, there, guy? Um, I would say probably uh, anywhere north of Green Bay. Yeah, that's yeah. not a bad answer. Yeah, I mean, once you once you get uh, you know above the the Green Bay Packers, there, it starts to you know really feel like the wilderness and the kind of uh, uh, you know untouched and un unpaved you know road, you know. Yeah, and uh, you can definitely tell where it starts, you know, where the trees get a lot taller, and it's just you get that just that up north feeling going on. Exactly. Oh, you see that statue of Lombardi in the rearview mirror, and you're like, "Oh, hey, I'm leaving civilization behind." <laughs> yeah, that, so that's when you know, yeah. <laughs> and we got to ask one, one right there north. We got exactly. So we got to ask: uh, Have you tailgated at a Brewers, Packers, and a Badgers game, and have you David Grubert at all three? Um, I have not done the trifecta yet, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's been you know a year since you know last year was a little weird, but I definitely want to get out tailgating again and um, yeah, get out there. It just feels like home. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. and that's the thing. the 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 people that put all these things together for these sports teams, they've really done a great job of really making me feel like I'm right here in my own you know backyard. Yeah, that's that's why I love Wisconsin so much is because it is. It's just like you're out with family gathering pretty much at these events rather than you got these big city things like Illinois with the Chicago Bears. Like, that's not tailgating or anything. No, it's gross. Yeah, it's just like the uh, the Chris Farley skit, the Ditka. Mm-hmm. The Bears are just choking down sausages. There's no beer involved. No. So... <laughs> <laughs> So we got to ask too. Uh, the next question: um, Supper Club. Do you have one that you recommend checking out? Ooh, I'd have to um, think on that one. Uh, 
there's too many. I mean, there's just too many to choose from. I mean, exactly. Like, you know, it's, they all got a little of their own touch, you know, they seem, you know, the same, but if you look carefully, they all have a little of their own touch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'll say one thing. They all have great old fashioned. Oh, isn't that the, isn't that the truth? I think we've asked, you know, somebody before, uh, what what do you think a supper club is in in your opinion? And honestly, one of the best answers I heard was they have to have a great old fashioned like it's oh yeah key. It's the yeah. uh, you know in a way they are an old fashioned themselves. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I mean that's deep. It is. That was like a spiritual awakening. I have for the force. Me. So <laughs> and yeah, I mean. The glass of an old fashioned, you know that that wood paneling on the wall. Oh yeah, yep. Terrible taxidermy that's aged from the sun. The tobacco baked. just baked into the walls. Oh and yeah, into the salad bar. <laughs> Nothing screams, you know, old fashions and past blue ribbon more than a supper club. Absolutely, it's so dark in there you can't even tell what you're doing. And yeah. the, and it's, then it's you know it's just. Lit by the good-hearted people inside. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The lights of the people inside. So. <laughs> oh, man. And then we got to ask, too, uh, have you ever hit a deer? Luckily, no. I've never, never hit a, never hit a deer, you know, been close. But uh, I'll tell you once, uh, I did hit a turkey, you know. Oh, my. That was an just bounced right off the grill and just kept running and, you know, rattled the beer cans in the back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time I heard anyone say they smoked a turkey on yeah. here, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, too bad I couldn't get it in the freezer, you know, in time for Thanksgiving, but uh, yeah. you got lucky, I'll back. You, you pluck it, it's already tenderized. You just pluck it and throw it right in the deep fryer, and you got a Christmas dinner for, for family. Burn, burn your whole house down by trying to deep fry a turkey like everybody else does. <laughs> And then the next one I got, uh, have you ever been to Summerfest? And uh, do you have a favorite band that you saw there? Ooh, it's, uh, it's been a few years since I've been to Summerfest. But, uh, you know, just looking back at the, the handful of years I used to go down there. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, 90s rock. Nice. So... You know, back when Laser 103 used to be around, mm-hmm. they put on, uh, Jerry Cantrell came there oh, nice. one year and saw him and, yeah, enjoyed a couple fridge bricks. Awesome. You know, might not have been of age then, but uh, we'll keep that on the DL. Right on, yeah. I mean, that, that's a that's a pretty awesome show. Jerry Cantrell is awesome, so... Yeah, no, I mean, that, and that's one of those uh, one of those opportunities that I think you could only really experience at Summerfest. Right, they can just draw in like everybody. Yeah, and I'm just gonna pour out a little bit of my beer just for uh, Laser 103 right there. Absolutely, you know what? I'm gonna do it too. Right on. We're, we're gonna dump a I'm little gonna, right on the floor. Here, I'm gonna do so. it right on the carpet. I don't All right. care. Laser 103. This one's for you. <laughs> So yeah, always uh, you know I'm still uh, in search for a Laser 103 bumper sticker. You put on your bumper on your bumper. So if you guys ever stumble across one of those, that's you know that's a relic. It's coming your way if we do. I promise you. I'll take a whole bumper for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go to the junkyard and take a whole bumper and send it your way. <laughs> I could yeah, it would look good over the fireplace. 
<laughs> oh, Dude, that would yeah. be a hell of a mantle, right? The oh, yeah. bumper off of an old 93 Ford Tempo or something with a laser one. Corsica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put it, you know, set a couple of fridge bricks on top of there. It's, yeah. That's it's a classy, right that's a classy pad. So, I, okay. So the next one I got to ask you too, and this one's probably dumb for you, but do you have a Quick Trips rewards card? I do. Yeah. Awesome. This is gold. It's, it's platinum edition. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I should yeah, I should put it in a lanyard and show up with that thing every time walk in the door and look like that scene from Wayne's World. Yes. Yes, I love that. That's a really good idea, actually. And then you can, you know, tell everybody you're with the band and you're VIP. You're going to do uh, a meet and greet with some of the people that uh, tell you that they're going to see you next time. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is. It's like, yeah, when I see the cashiers there, perhaps we want to, you know, bow down, you know, I'm not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> In true Wayne's World fashion, we're not worthy. So uh, I got one more for you. Um, this one we got to have broken down. Um, so we're talking about sausages and cooking up a brat. So A, what is the brat you recommend using? And then B, what kind of beer are you using in that brat to make that sucker a beer brat? First off, using Johnsonville. You know, they, they're, just the, they're just the gold medal in the brat world. Yeah. And – uh. As far as, uh, you know, the beer, definitely Pabst Blue Ribbon. You know, nothing beats the taste of an ice cold Pabst. And since, you know, I live that logic, it's just the, the brats got to enjoy that too. So, <laughs> yeah. I grew up on them, so. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's sound logic. Uh, that's basically science. Uh, you know, you, you're, you love Johnsonville and you love PBR they're going to all meld together and become the, the, you know, the, the duo that is, you know, just the center of the dinner table. Love it. And that, that sausage cock is just going to bathe, bathe in that PBR and love every oh, minute yeah. of it with onions surrounding them. Hell yeah. It's a sauna. Yummy. Yummy. Know. So, and you always just, yeah, you always got to, you know, cook a few extra for those pocket rocks, you know? Yes. Have some in the fridge where you can just slip them in your drawers and take them the next day for a snack. So, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's way to go. Awesome. Stan, thank you so much for your time today. It was an awesome interview. Um, we look forward to maybe doing some weird skits with you in the future because we got some pretty hilarious ones that we've done. Absolutely. So, yeah, just keep in touch, and uh, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, thank you guys, and uh, really appreciate it. All right. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, uh, and, uh, hey, make sure to cook up a few extra for your pockets. Sounds good. You know, it's one of the last Sundays before uh, Packers season, you know. Absolutely. The Rodge is back, too. Yeah, so go Pack, go. Go Pack. For sure, go Pack, go. Cheers to that. Cheers to Wisconsin. And uh, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. That was an excellent interview. That was great. With It's Wisconsin, you know. And uh, we wanted to go ahead and do another Apple podcast review that we received. Uh, this one is very, very recent. Uh, it came after the uh, Some Nerve interview episode. Yeah. And this one is titled Micro Brewery Some Nerve. We got five stars from Dan slash M. Uh, they wrote, enjoyed the show as much as we enjoy Some Nerve. 
Bill and Jessica are fabulous hosts. Bill and Jessica, of course, are the owners and proprietors and hard workers of some nerve. Yeah, they yeah. are the blood, sweat, and tears behind the excellent beer that is made up there in Manitowish. And uh, we're really we're really happy that we got a chance to uh, go up there, experience some of the beer with Bill and Jessica, and. Uh, and and uh, just so cool that they agreed to to talk to us on a Sunday, you know. And if you haven't noticed, I've been dealing with a rascally black bear up there currently. They have, yes. That guy's just been stealing some nuts and stuff and he's, bird seed. He's just a rascal. He's Get him just, out of there. He's a hooligan. You he know, is that? a hooligan bear. Just I mean, absolutely. Just like a Chicago Bears fan, just a hooligan that comes up here and causes yeah, those chaos. Damn so. Chicago Bears. Uh but awesome. Uh, really, Thank you really, so much. yeah, really, really happy that. Uh, we're bringing, you know, some people some joy, and honestly, thank you so much for the good review uh, and good feedback. We really enjoy uh, hearing, uh, uh, you know, from everybody that uh, wants to reach out. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home. home.